morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. It's Thursday, so we'll be breaking down some of the latest news, including, but not limited to, Mark Andrews returning to practice and the Dallas Cowboys choosing to keep Mike McCarthy as their head coach. So all of that and more will be coming up on Wake and Take. So take out your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for tuning in. As always, pleasure to see you guys here on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Join in the chat, having a good morning, sipping your coffee, listening to news. It's fun. It's nice. And I have some news to give you guys. But before we get into it, I just wanted to let you guys know we're going to do the same thing that we did last week. I've put the StreamYard link in the uh, comments or in the live chat. If you'd like to come on and ask a question at the end of the show, feel free. We'll treat it like a radio thing. You don't have to turn your mic on. Just, you know, hop in, ask me a question. Get in the broadcast. Have some fun. But either way, here's the news. And we'll start. Mark Andrews. He is practicing in full with the Baltimore Ravens, looking like he might actually be able to return for this divisional playoff game. Really, really good news for the Baltimore Ravens as the Houston Texans are really good at football right now. C.J. Stroud is playing at an unbelievable level, and the Ravens could use any piece they need and have to help them uh, go over the top to beat these Texans. Uh, and Mark Andrews is going to go a long way. I know Isaiah likely has played admirably in his absence, but there's still no substitute for what Mandrews brings to the table. So look for a full-strength Baltimore Ravens this weekend, more than likely. And then I don't know if there are any uh, Dragon Ball fans in the chat this morning or watching at some point, but Mark Andrews did come out and say that he used a hyperbaric oxygen chamber to help in his recovery. And to make it even funnier, he said that this hyperbaric oxygen chamber was one that his girlfriend's family just had laying around. How do you have, how do you have an oxygen chamber? just laying around and to another degree i probably should have researched this but who is mark andrew's girlfriend's family like why how who what how do you have an oxygen chamber just kind of sitting there waiting to be used uh but either way who knows how it got there uh but mark andrews that's what he used to recover and perhaps he's dating bulma for dragon ball or something that's the only situation i could i can wrap my head around to figure this out uh but while on the ravens i also did want to mention while mark andrews might also be returning to help them be full strength so will Dalvin Cook. As we know, we talked about last week or two weeks ago, whenever it happened, that the Ravens did sign him and uh, that he would probably make some noise in the playoffs. I mean, that that's why they bring in these fresh legs. That's why they sign these running backs towards the end of the season. And uh, Dalvin Cook is the one they've chosen. Melvin Gordon has been released from the practice squad and Dalvin Cook has actually been signed to the active roster and is fully expected to make his debut on the Ravens this weekend. Uh, I... I honestly think that it'll be something. I don't know, you know, you know, 100 yards, two touchdowns, nothing like that. But I think Dalvin Cook, 50 yards and a touchdown this weekend, I don't think that is out of the realm of possibility really at all. I do think that he will actually be a part of this game plan. And I would not be surprised if he had at least equal opportunity to Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Again, they bring in these fresh legs in the playoffs for a reason. They needed the extra help at the running back position. And Dalvin Cook did nothing on the Jets, really because Brees Hall was so good and healthy, so they didn't have to use him. But I still think Dalvin Cook has at least something 
left in the tank. I mean, obviously not Dalvin Cook of old, but he's still a good enough running back. And I think at the very least, he's more explosive than Gus Edwards uh, and can probably, you know, like I said, get like 50 yards and a touchdown, something like that, off of like 10 to 12 touches. I really think that that is about what we can expect from Dalvin Cook this weekend. Good morning to you, Jess. Happy to see you here in the chat. The next bit of news we have for you is one that came out last night. Mike McCarthy will be remaining the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this comes as a sort of surprise, but not that big of a surprise at the same time. This has just kind of been a rumor given the collapse of the Cowboys uh, frequently. I mean, we talked about it on Monday. They haven't made it to a conference championship since 1995, despite making the playoffs in most of those years since. They just continuously struggle in the wild card in the divisional rounds. And Mike McCarthy historically has done it with the Packers as well. So a lot of people were like, you know what? As good as Mike McCarthy has been in the regular season, it does make a lot of sense for the Cowboys to move on from them. But Jerry Jones disagrees. This is what he said. Mike has the highest regular season winning percentage of any head coach in Cowboys history. And we will dedicate ourselves in partnership with him to translating that into reaching our postseason goals. I am accountable for our results. The lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic, and I am 100% supportive of him as our head coach and ability to reach our goals. And I will say that while Mike McCarthy has choked, I think that you kind of have to agree with Jerry Jones here. I know, I know, I know. Again, choking in the playoffs, it sucks that you can't really get to the Super Bowl. You can't uh, realize your postseason dreams with him. But at some point, he's probably going to turn it around. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that we can all agree that he's at least an above average coach and one of the better coaches in the league. I mean, he has regular season success at every team he's been a part of. Uh, and clearly, he's helped the Cowboys be a lot better this year. I mean, Kellen Moore left and the offense got even better and Dak Prescott looked revitalized. And so Mike McCarthy is a good head coach, just has some issues here in the postseason when the going gets tough. But at some point, They'll hopefully turn this around. And I got to say, it's a, like that's probably the smart decision. That's probably the right decision to make here. As much as it does suck and seem like the wrong move, it's probably the right one. I mean, you have to ask yourself, who would they bring in? And then do they have anywhere near the type of resume that Mike McCarthy has? And the answer is going to be a resounding no for almost any candidate out there. So just keep riding with Mike McCarthy and hope things get better in the postseason. Don't hate the move at all. Really, really. Uh, good morning to you, Jamie. Good morning to you, Anthony. Glad to see you guys this morning. The next story I have for you guys, and honestly, guys, not much left in this episode. Just some fun stories to talk about. We'll start with Jason Kelsey, and we'll do a whole little Eagles bit here. Jason Kelsey, as we know, did kind of announce his retirement, sort of. It was almost leaked. Uh, he's actually not very happy about how his retirement was handled. Uh, he wanted it to remain private. He wanted to be able to sit on the decision a bit more, but still, he is retiring. And one of the things he did actually was go to his local McDonald's recently, yesterday morning, and give his favorite employee a signed jersey. And I just wanted to, you know, I, we've talked about it a lot. Jason Kelsey's just a stand-up guy, and I appreciate these feel-good stories. Uh, very cool to see him do that. Apparently, he gets McGriddles a lot or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, went to his local McDonald's to give one of the workers a signed jersey. I presume that he's, you know, had a relationship with her. Uh, in that he goes to his McDonald's a lot on the way to practices or whatever. So just cool to see him give back to someone, you know, in, in definitely a less desirable position than where he was as an NFL superstar. So yeah, very cool story here. And while on the topic of the Eagles, I wanted to talk about this because yesterday we kind of talked about it, grazed over it, said that we would report back on it today. 
Uh, Nick Sirianni was supposed to have a meeting with leadership yesterday and did not. He did not have a meeting with ownership yesterday as expected. He actually uh, did nothing, did nothing. Uh, something came up to where they were not able to have the meeting, did not come out as to what it was, just that the meeting did not happen. However, there are still some reports about the Eagles front office and this Nick Sirianni coaching situation in general that I can report. So first off, both Eagles general manager Howie Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni have been reaching out to available NFL coaches and coordinators, as well as coaching agents across the league to evaluate potential coordinator candidates to join their coaching staff for the 2024 season. So when you see that quote, it makes you believe that Nick Sirianni has probably earned the right to stay in 2024 and that Brian Johnson and, and uh, Patricia are probably out as coordinators and they're looking to figure out, you know, the coordinator thing when it comes to the Eagles. However, however, while that does seem to be the case, again, this meeting still did not happen. And so there's still some sort of chance out there that Nick Sirianni still has to have this meeting with the ownership to figure out what the future is regarding his position. So as of right now, it looks like the coordinators will be changing. And then we will still find out if the head coaching position is changing as well. All we know for sure is that the Eagles are definitely going to be going through some change this offseason. And whether or not it is solely the head coaching position, solely the coordinators, or all of it is what is still yet to be found out. I would have to assume that they're probably just going to go the coordinators route. Uh, just given what Nick Sirianni has done and given that it has kind of been a short tenure as the head coach, he probably has earned the right for one more season, but I still totally understand the case to go ahead and move on from him and just bring in an entirely new house as this uh, collapse by the Eagles was unfounded. I mean, they totally collapsed out of nowhere. Uh, and so there definitely needs to be some sort of repercussion as to what happened at the end of the season. And that is what we'll find out here with this meeting that should be coming up hopefully today, this week, or next week. But at some point, Nick Sirianni will be meeting with Eagles ownership to discuss his role. Also on the Eagles, speaking of this whole coordinator situation, Darius Slay just had a really funny quote that I wanted to mention. You know, we do this sometimes on Wake and Take, just bring up some funny quotes. Uh, and he was just asked about the defensive coordinator switch. As we know, uh, Matt Patricia became the defensive coordinator before the collapse of the Eagles, funny enough. And uh, he was just asked, you know, like, how do you manage switching coordinators in the middle of the season? This is what he said. It's like having two marriages. You know how hard two marriages would be? One might want her feet rubbed. One might want her shoulders rubbed. That's crazy. Hilarious quote by him. <laughs> Weird analogy for sure. Um, and just kind of funny. Just kind of funny. Just wanted to mention it. Uh, him just thinking how crazy it might be if he were in two marriages and one of his wives might want her feet rubbed and the other her shoulders rubbed. Just, <laughs> just a funny analogy. I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, and then the last story I have for you guys, kind of another funny story, uh, sort of, uh, is the Patriots. As we know, Gerard Mayo has been announced as the head coach. He had a pretty big press conference yesterday, the past couple days, really. Uh, just kind of talking about his plans for the future of the New England Patriots. And he said a few things. One of them is that he's not trying to be Bill Belichick, which is really cool. Uh, he said some stuff about racism, all that stuff, you know, the usual talk that you're going to hear about head coaching changes. But one thing that I thought stood out to me was he was asked what they want to do about the number three pick. And he said, we're going to draft the best player for a position that's very important. 
you put the pieces together. So, uh, absolutely mystical. No idea what they're going to do here. That makes you think it's going to be a quarterback. But either way, I just think it's funny that Gerard Mayo is sticking with the I'm going to give no answers press conference routine that Bill Belichick did, saying that with their draft pick, we will draft the best player for a position that's important. You put the pieces together. Hilarious quote, very candid. Uh, and I think also just in general, watching this press conference made me feel good about Gerard Mayo. The guy just oozes charisma, and that goes a long way as the head coach. I really do think he's going to do a good job here in New England. But, again, we have to see who these damn coordinators are going to be, who the uh, general manager is going to be. Lots of answers still to come for the New England Patriots organization. But I am starting to like this Gerard Mayo hire a lot more uh, as the days go on. And I already was kind of a fan of it, but I just continue to be a solid fan of it. I really do think he's going to do a good job. So that is all the news I have for you guys. Again, I did put the link in the chat if you would like to, uh, you know, hop on, ask some questions to me on, on, on camera or without your camera. It doesn't matter. But if you just want to join the broadcast and ask some questions, that would be very cool. In the chat, go check that out. But uh, while I wait on that, see if anyone wants to join, I will check over here on Instagram real quick. Anything on the quarterback draft prospects, Washington Patriots and whoever the hell is willing to trade up to the Bears for that quarterback. Uh, not too much, honestly. I think that we're going to start to hear a lot more about the quarterback prospects as we get closer to the draft. I mean, obviously, we know all the names, but we don't know too much about the potential draft capital yet. I mean, as things stand, we, of course, expect Caleb Williams to go first, but we're starting to already hear rumblings that the second quarterback is still up in the air. A lot of the last few months, we've all kind of signed Drake May's name into that position, but after winning the Heisman, Jaden Daniels has been riding a lot. Michael Penix, after his playoff performance, you've got Bo Nix, who had a really good career. Uh, just really lots of uh, quarterbacks at, that are going into this draft uh, that we have no idea, really, what it's going to be. As of now, the top three looks to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Those will probably be the first three picks in no particular order. But we still got to see the combine. We've got to see Senior Bowl. We've got to see the team interviews. So many things come out from now until draft day that can change the draft capital of any prospect wildly. But great question. Curious to see what happens uh, with so many storylines in this draft. And as we get through the playoffs, uh, we'll definitely start looming more into the draft process for sure. Uh, let's see. Will Mac Jones ever get a shot on another team? I would say probably. I mean, we see first round picks get shots all the time. And he definitely still has the, uh, excuse me, it wasn't necessarily my fault excuse in his back pocket. Yes, Bailey Zappi came and played a little bit better. But also, I mean, he played okay his rookie season. And he's just had some extenuating circumstances regarding the coordinator positions in New England to where he might actually be able to interview well enough for another team to where he could get another chance. Uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that, to be completely honest. I mean, there's still a lot of teams in the quarterback market, and I'm sure with the Patriots rebuilding, going through a whole organizational shift, that Mike Mac Jones might actually be available for a decent price, whether that be a second, third, fourth round pick, really not much at all for him. Uh, so I, I do think that he, we, he could get another shot. Uh, another question, would you take Devontae Adams or the 112 in a super flex tight end premium? Uh, if I am not looking to contend this season at all, I will definitely take the 112. 
But I think if you are looking to contend, and especially if he's like the only old wide receiver on your roster, just ride the ship with him. It's looking like the Raiders will get a quarterback upgrade. But if they don't, Devontae Adams will probably be traded to a quarterback upgrade. Either way, Devontae Adams' 2024 season should definitely be better than it was this year. And even then, this year, it was still a pretty solid season if you remove the name Devontae Adams you would say, oh, wow, that was a pretty good year for anyone other than Devontae Adams or these elite wide receivers. Uh, so I do still think he can perform at a high level, and I think he will next season with a better quarterback. And so while the 112 is desirable, if Devontae Adams is my only old wide receiver, I'm looking to contend this year. I'm just going to ride the ship with him and see what happens. But if you're concerned at all, even a little bit of doubt, then just take that 112. You should be able to get a wide receiver there. This is a very loaded wide receiver class. Uh, and being super flex, there will definitely be someone there at the 112, whether it be a quarterback that got drafted a little bit later that you like, whether it be a tight end, whether it be a good wide receiver. As again, it's super loaded. And then also this 112 could be the number one running back in this draft class. I mean, the running backs right now are not making a lot of noise when it comes to rookie drafts in Dynasty. So you could maybe even get like a Blake Corum in the second round right now. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and then you go on to say that you also have Keenan. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to put both, you don't want to put the old wide receiver eggs in your basket. I mean, I would like, you should trade one of Devonte Adams or Keenan Allen more than likely. So if you do get that one twelve for him and not Keenan, sure. Just go ahead, see what you can do with it. It's definitely a risky move, no matter what, as it is with the draft pick. I mean, you've got to hope that draft pick hits, but that one twelve is a solid enough pick. Maybe see if he can throw in like a third or someone on his bench that you think that he might be able to get rid of for cheap to really take it over the top. But as of right now, it's a fair enough trade. Jamie says that Bill Belichick is having a second meeting with the Falcons this weekend. Oh, that's just fantastic. I love that very much. I am so excited for the potential Bill Belichick to Atlanta Falcons. I think that that's a great move. I think that he would do a really good job. And the fact that the Falcons already had a really good defensive coordinator and then bringing in a defensive head coach makes a ton of sense to me. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you have a super defensive team when your team is super offensively built? Why wouldn't you bring in Bill Belichick? God damn it. What is this? <laughs> what is this? It is so stupid. I love Bill Belichick. You can see my episode from last week. I still think he's a great coach but that is not the right fit for the Atlanta Falcons. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go get Eric Bieniemy. Go get Ben Johnson. Go get Brian Johnson. I don't care, but do not bring Bill Belichick to Atlanta. It makes zero, zero, zero sense. I hate it. I hate it. God, I hate it. But that looks to be it. That looks to be it. That is all the questions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for yet another fun episode of The Wake and Take. You guys were a great audience as always. I hope to see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram as we preview this divisional round, getting some DFS advice, doing some underdog picks, all the usual. You guys have a terrific Thursday, a wonderful rest of your week. And before you sign out of here, make sure you like the video and subscribe to Player Profiler. Have a good one. Peace.